Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to a and Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian, and we're here to review the film One Night in Miami. And this film is directed by Regina King, which is her first film as far as directing. And we have Leslie Odom Jr. as Sam Cooke, Eli Gorey as Cassius Clay slash Muhammad Ali, Kingsley Ben-Adir as Malcolm X, and Aldous Hodge as Jim Brown. So One Night in Miami tells the story of four black legends, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke, where they spent one night in a hotel room. And this is kind of like the imaginative story of what might have happened during that one night in Miami. But what did you get from the film One Night in Miami? Yeah, I really I really enjoyed this film. I think... Um... I'm not exactly sure why I was rated R, but um, I think it was really excellently done. I think the way it was filmed, the conversation style, the actors really took on their roles and became each of those four very um, important men to history. Uh, And it really highlighted a lot of uh, debate that I'd imagine was happening at that time and mirrors conversations that happen today about what it means to be black, what it means be to be a black man and be successful, and um, how does that affect your relationship with the black community? Um, with strongly opposing sides of Malcolm X and Sam Cooke, um, and I feel as though Jim, Jim Brown was, in some ways, a neutral character who kind of just questioned. Um, both sides to explain their thought um, and and figure out how that plays in his life. And a young Cassius Clay turned um, Cassius X, then Muhammad Ali, at a very pivotal moment in his time um, as a boxer and humanitarian um, as he's converting to Islam with Malcolm X. So it was it was very, very good, powerful performance. Yeah, I agree. Um, Powerful performances by all the actors here. Um, I think the actor who played as Muhammad Ali really stood out at first the most because of, I guess, how loud and how how he got into character as Muhammad Ali, you know, being very uh, or bragging a whole lot, you know, talking talking about himself, Um, because in this time, Muhammad Ali has just won this uh, big fight. He's now become the heavyweight champion of the world and they're trying to, um, you know, just have a party. But Malcolm X is the one who calls this meeting for all of them to just chill and hang out and I guess discuss some things. Um, Unbeknownst to them, they came to party, he came to talk. (laughs) Yeah, he came to talk about, you know, important matters in the black community and trying to fight for equality in the United States because Malcolm, he is a part of the Nation of Islam, but his relationship with the nation has really faltered leading up to uh, 
well, his with his relationship with Elijah Muhammad, the leader of the Nation of Islam. Um, but he still wants to fight for equality for black people within America. But um, we also have, have, like you were saying, with uh, the, the opposite or opposing thoughts of Sam Cooke, who thinks that, you know, he is making changes for the black community in what he's singing and doing by being the writer and singer of some of these more popular songs that some of um, his white counterparts are, are making even bigger. Yeah. Um, I mean, you get into this whole conversation about, you know, uh, Sam Cooke's voice and platform as a singer and all the people he can attract with his records. Um, and I think Malcolm X, if this were to happen in real life, um, really drove that point home by playing Bobby Dylan, um, a song about struggle and triumph. Um, and he's saying, if this white man with, can tell the story that relates to the black struggle better than you can, what are you doing? Um, and, and Sam Cooke takes offense to that. You know, he's like, he's proud of his music. And he goes on to explain how he is helping the black community and putting money in our pockets. Um, he, you know, talks about what it means to be a songwriter and owning the masters to your, to your records. And, um, you know, if a white artist takes that um, and makes it more popular, instead of getting mad, get glad because um, all that money is going into his pocket as a song owner, um, which, is, which is very true. And that's how he um, looked at his role um, as far as um, giving back um, and not forgetting where he came from. Uh, so they got into a lot of interesting debates on how you can almost prove your worth. I mean, there was a point where Jim Brown asked Malcolm X, what are you trying to prove? You know, is it because maybe you have light skin and maybe people growing up didn't treat you as black or you weren't black enough? Is this to make up for it? You got super black? Is that what this is? Um, <laughs> and and he has to answer that question. Um, so they, they do a lot of this. There are these interesting one-on-one -on -one moments with each, each character does. Um, and it really brings out a new side. Um, it kind of reminds me in a friend group, you, you have like pockets within that friend group and in individual relationships um, are different as well. One of my favorite lines in the film was from um, Sam, from Leslie Odom Jr., Sam Cooke, when he said, um, I don't want a slice of the pie. I want the recipe, right? When he's talking to <laughs> Malcolm X, he's like, you know, we want to feed the table. We want a slice of the pie. He's like, no, you can have that. Give me the recipe. I'll sit up here and make big moves. Um, and that's all the respect I need. Um, so it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Very thought provoking. Um, I, I guess that the biggest opposing conversations were with, Sam Cooke and Malcolm X. Um, but I, I think each character, like you were saying, has their own pockets of friendships within a big, a, a larger group of, of, of friends. Um, but I think Jim Brown and Sam Cooke probably don't spend that much time together or, you know, going back and forth with conflicting ideas. Mm -hmm. Of course, Muhammad Ali, he is very boastful, um, strong, very young. Um, and he thinks he's just at the top of the world at this point. Um, but he also struggles with his his conversion to the nation of Islam. Okay. At, well, at least putting it out there, um, kind of being unsure of himself. Um, 
but he still wants to make a change at some point. Um, and I think we get some vulnerability with all the characters. Uh, Cassius Clay being unsure of himself. Malcolm X kind of being unsure of himself whenever um, Sam Cooke is coming at him. Uh, Jim Brown, whenever he's uh, thinking about going into the movie business or already being there and leaving his football career behind because he's already made a name for himself as being this very strong football player. And now he's out here doing a Western movie and, you know, he's kind of looking at it like, you know, people might not like this or <laughs> my friends might not like this. Um, but Sam Cook, he probably seems like he's probably the most sure of himself. <laughs> right. I mean, he, he is the most successful when it comes to money standards. I mean, there was a point where Jim Jim Brown was to Malcolm X and said, I mean, if all of if any of us, he's getting the least um from a white man. He said I think his line was like, um, of all of us, he's the only one now waiting on a check from a white man. Um, and then he apologized because Malcolm X doesn't have a job. <laughs> but it's different, <laughs> right? I mean, he's a messenger, he's a speaker, and the nation of Islam really owns him, um, which which is um scary at this point in his life. Um, but that's kind of where they are. Oh, yeah, it's very scary because that relationship has really faltered. Um, because just to fast forward past this movie in real life, he died a year early. I mean, a, a year later, um, due to most people think the Nation of Islam, people within in the group, they murdered him um, mainly because of his relationship and um, his relationship with uh, Elijah Muhammad not going as well. And um, I think the the real Michael Mix, he he kind of looked at Elijah Muhammad in a different light once he saw how he was living. Um, you know, having multiple children out of wedlock. This is just <laughs> something that I read. Um, but he 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 lost trust in him in Elijah Muhammad. Yeah, he um, it was. It was, yes, the way that he, he himself was living, um, kind of against the teachings that they had all been about. Um, and he did some, you know, other soul searching and things, um, traveling and trying to figure out what Islam is, what it means. Um, and Malcolm X came to his realization that maybe the nation of Islam, as he knows it, is not Islam itself. Um, there was, he alluded to this in this film um, when he said the line, um, when he told uh, everyone, he told Muhammad Ali, you know, I'm leaving the nation of Islam and I was hoping you'd come with me. Um, and he's like, what do you mean? You were so sure of yourself. You're asking me to join. What are you doubting it yourself? And he says, if anything, I'm more is, he's, I, you know, paraphrasing, if anything, I am more um, Muslim now than ever before. Um, he feels like he has a deeper understanding of it, and it is not the nation of Islam. They've been using it wrong in his in his eyes, um, and this is suspected as to what led to his assassination. Yes, um, and I think there's an interview. I, I think it's still on YouTube or something, where he went on TV and he said that I'm probably a dead man now, just speaking. Um, I, I forgot the specific interview, but he he went out there publicly. And I, I guess not long after that, he actually did end up passing away. Yeah, um, he was very aware of what was going to happen um, because of his changing viewpoints. Yeah, but kind of a pet peeve in this movie to me 
is the way that they say Muslim. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed it, but it's, but they they kind of like really stress Muslim or something like yeah. that. So I don't I've, like it. I've heard that pronunciation, um, and I'm not sure if I'd have to do research on. Um, I don't know if it's the more Arabic way of saying it or what, but um, yeah, Muslims, um, Muslim. I've and honestly, I wouldn't even say it's an old way of saying because I've heard certain people like now who refer to themselves as a, as Muslims, um, and it's usually those who are practicing. Um, so I, I think it has something to do with the original language um, that's spoken um, that maybe the um, Quran is written in. Um, and it's pronounced more like that. But in this film, yeah, they they were sure to say that to do that as well. Um, it was particularly Malcolm X, um, Muhammad Ali, and and the guards. But the other Definitely two didn't, Muhammad Ali. didn't say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and I love I loved um, Eli's um, voice. He really tried. He really um, took on the iconic voice of Muhammad Ali, and that was it was pretty good. It was pretty good to hear. I mean, you could you could argue it was a little cartoonish, but it definitely <laughs> felt like that was him. Yeah, I, I guess you can say a little cartoonish because it just seems like he's just spouting out his lines or Muhammad Ali's phrases. Yes. And they're like, <laughs> what every iconic Mark, Ma, uh, Malcolm X, I mean, um, Muhammad Ali line, let's work it into this. I mean, even doing his famous underwater see, uh, photo shoot, that was an interesting thing to add in here. Um, don't know if that timeline in real life adds up, but... Um, a lot of nostalgia from Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X in this. I feel like they got the better history telling um, in this. Um, but I would say all of them felt like main characters. I didn't feel like anyone was a side character. They all didn't no, no. along. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All of them are basically main characters. Now, besides these four, we do have some other characters in here, but they pretty much really don't matter. Um, we do see Malcolm X's family for a second. Um, I don't think we see anybody else's family. But no, we see um, Sam Cooke's girlfriend, old friend of Jim Brown. Did oh yeah, anyone in Malcolm X's family? I mean uh, Muhammad Ali's family, but we do see Malcolm X's wife and children. Yeah, because the movie begins with all four of these men not really having their best day, but they all come together after Muhammad Ali's fight where he wins and he's, uh, well, they're, they're all trying to party except Malcolm X. But just for comparison, who do you think did it better? Eli Gorey or Will Smith? So I thought about that and you know, honestly, it's been a long time since I've seen Will Smith's movie. Um, but just without having to go back and watch it, I would, I feel like Will Smith did it better because I think it was a little less cartoony, <laughs> a little, little less like a Saturday night, Saturday Night Live skit, and a little more, a little more down to earth. Man, that's disrespectful. Well, no, I mean, it, I don't. I mean, I think the cartoony. I mean, it worked in this movie, and it's good because you want if you have four actors on screen, four black men playing four historical characters, you really have to get into character to make sure those they're very differentiated at all times. You don't get confused on who's who. I feel like Jim Brown is pretty easy because um, he, he doesn't have that today, that much recognition, I think, 
um, and kind of star power compared to Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali. But Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, they have tons of footage on them. So you can say to their mannerisms, their voice, their cadence, all those things. So if you get those things wrong, then you, you, you're just terrible. You didn't do your homework. Um, and I and I felt like Malcolm X's, um, the characterization of him was pretty good. Um, and it sounded pretty true to life um, in the way he talked in his speeches and interviews and things. And Sam Cooke, I'd also say, is kind of a, there's not much um, to go off of of him as like, you know, his, how he would talk in conversation. Um, but you do have Leslie Odom singing voice, which was, which is a really good match. Um, so you have to go over the top with Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali. And they did that and it worked. Now, it, Malcolm X, I think sometimes he was a little more into it um, in some scenes than others. Um, I felt a little bit of Denzel um, in his performance. Um, oh. in it. As but, a compliment? What's that? As a compliment? As a compliment, yeah. I mean, I I think Mal- uh, Denzel's performance of Malcolm X was great. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I was just looking at Denzel Washington as the actor, not as Malcolm X. No, 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 him as Muhammad Ali, definitely. But I think his version, I mean, uh, Malcolm X, but his version of Malcolm X felt a lot more like Denzel Washington. And this performance <laughs> felt a lot more like Malcolm X. If that makes sense, uh, I, I see what you're saying, but I, I feel like that's I, Denzel did an amazing job at Malcolm X in his role. I think he did, but he did. it still felt like I mean that was still Denzel playing Malcolm <laughs> X, and maybe that's because Denzel's so famous and he has his voice and his characteristics and whatnot. It's hard to distinguish when you have you have Kingsley um, here playing Malcolm X. It's a little easier to fade into the character. That's a really British name, Kingsley. And I think he is. But I think you, you need to go back and watch that that Malcolm X movie with Denzel Washington. I think he did a great job of getting all of the, the preaching and teaching that Malcolm X did very well. Um, of course, you're not going to get that here because this is more of a inside look on Malcolm X, like more of his vulnerabilities yeah, at a certain point, rather than just him being this historical black figure, mm-hmm. and also with uh, Eli Gorey versus Will Smith, uh, I, I see what you're saying with the the skit like feel, but mm-hmm. I feel like he doesn't have much time to show the the full range of what he could do. Oh yeah, or, I agree. Because, I mean, Will Smith has a whole movie that's like, I don't know, two hours, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But he only has certain parts because he has to share the screen with three other characters. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, I mean, you have those limits. I mean, I, what he, I'm saying what he had to, this is what he had to do. He had to be a little over the top to make sure it was still um, very distinct characters. So it's not like a bad thing, but um, it's just how it had to happen, I guess. Um, and it's um, noticeable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know much about this actor, Eli Gorey. Um, it seems like he's played in a couple of other movies. He was in Race. That was about um, Jesse Owens, right? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I, I don't think I saw that movie, but yeah. 
This might be his biggest role. Maybe, maybe it's biggest to date. I mean, or at least maybe in a in the U.S. I mean, he's a British actor. Um, he does lots of theater, lots of plays, those kinds of things. And I often find when it comes to um, uh, biopics or you know playing historical fi- figures, a lot of time theater um, and Broadway uh, actors and performers do do a really good job and often pick for these roles um, because they you know getting into character for like plays and things like that um, takes a lot of concentration because you're doing it all in one shot. Um, It's live performances, those kinds of things. Um, So they become really good at character studies. Um, And I can tell that in this, the mannerisms, you know, everything, the voice, the movements, even when he was insecure, it still felt like Malcolm X, you know? Um, And I have to believe that's how it would have felt to have Malcolm X um, at a party, right? He's he's not necessarily the coolest guy in the room. Um, he's kind of more the, more the the social justice bookworm um, who wants everyone um, to listen and talk and debate any chance he gets. Um, there's never a night off, and that came across. Yeah, they they definitely got that. Um, he he would be he would be the one who like listen here, brother. You know we we got these these uh, good group of brothers here. We need to come together and make a plan. Exactly. And- <laughs> it's like, come on, Malcolm. I, we just came. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? Come on, man. It's, the, it's, it's, we, it's time to party, man. What you doing? You're talking one about the, one of the best parts. Cream. I love the, um, you know, they come over, they want drinks and whatnot because it's supposed to be an after party. And of course, Malcolm X did not have that in mind. So he's like, it's fine, you know, we got this ice cream over here, we can talk and um, have a good time. And, and Jim Brown says, what flavor of ice cream you got? He says, well, we got uh, vanilla and uh, vanilla. And <laughs> he goes, how ironic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good thing about this film. Um, it does mix in some comedy with drama. Yes, it does. It does it very well, very tasteful. It came up very natural. Yeah. And I mean, it, it seems like these types of conversations or the way the characters interacted um, between each other, like this might have happened because nobody really knows exactly what happened in that room. Right. Um, you have to believe it may have happened, something like that. Yes. And you talked about these actors being on like Broadway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah, I have not watched many of his films, but he was in Hamilton, which was on Disney Plus, right? That's right. I mean, it was on Broadway before that, but yeah, it's on Disney Plus now. Um, <laughs> that's all that I don't know that much about it. <laughs> I mean, it's won several awards. I mean, you have Lin Manuel who worked on that, who's now just Everyone wants him to do everything now. Um, but yeah, he was a part of that cast, um, which is huge on Broadway. Um, and, it, and again, it's biopics and things that like, character studies. Broadway actors do it really well. Um, and theater actors do it really well. Um, and I think it's because you have to lose yourself in the character to become them and not become yourself on screen. So uh, I think... Yeah, they both did a really good job of that. Yeah, and his wife is actually in 
the same film in One Night in Miami. She might be the girlfriend. I'm not sure. I can't remember how she looks in the film. Oh. But she's on the cast list. Did not realize that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is an overall great film. I have to really um, applaud Regina King for her first film. A wonderful job. Yeah, I mean, very well put together. Um, it is based on the screenplay of the same name. Um, so, of course, she's a lot to work with. Um, but, you know, good material just makes for good film in in any way that it, um, any medium it comes up in. I mean, it reminds me of, a, of you have, um, what's it? Fences, right? That was a play. Um, and they put it on screen and it did just as well, just as much critical acclaim, if not more. Um, and you still feel it, right? There's not many sets. There's not much to it. Most of it happens all in this one room, uh, but they but they do it really well. It didn't feel like we were like stuck there. No, it, it didn't feel like we were stuck. Uh, the way the characters well, a little were bit with the interacting with the each door, other. But. <laughs> oh, the guards, um, Kareem, <laughs> the one who plays the same character in every single film that he's in, brother Kareem. Um, when Jim Brown and were about to tussle a little bit, um, he should have just offered him a bean pie. <laughs> Calm his nerves. <laughs> Those things are pretty good, though. I don't know if you ever had one. I've never had one. Oh, man. I don't know where to get one right now, but they're pretty good. I mean, is it really just beans mashed up into pie form? I, I don't know, but it's good. <laughs> it's good. You got to try it one day. I might I might have my um, my daddy uh, maybe make one. I don't know. Because I think he, he's he's made some before. I have to ask him. I can't remember. But they're pretty good. Get like a family recipe or something. Or, you know. <laughs> but yeah, um, overall, great film. Really great film. Um, highly recommend it. Um, yeah, but it's it, definitely a must watch. Yes. Uh, any other thoughts before we give it a rating? Um, I, I don't think I have any other thoughts. I think... Um, the conversations brought up in this room, like I said, um, definitely can be applied to conversations today. Um, and we hear all the time about particularly politics now. Do, um, you know, actors and singers and athletes have a right to use their platform to talk about politics and social justice and things? Should they just stick in their lane? And I think that is the answer is different for everyone. Um, and how it happens is different for everyone. Um, you'd be criticized on either side uh, of, of the issue. So it's definitely just important to go with what you feel is necessary. Um, and hopefully that sincerity will come through. Yeah, I mean, that's a hard decision to make um, because that's not really their profession, but their platform gives them that opportunity to speak up for other people who might not have that same voice. So it's just a really hard decision to make. Let's say like if you're a professional athlete or actor or singer, 
I mean, people expect you to speak up, especially nowadays. And I and they had those same types of conversations in the film. Right. Mm-hmm. And constantly, right? Every turn, something brings them back to that conversation. Yeah. I mean, but it's a really hard choice. I mean, it's it's hard to say, like, what you should do or not do. Because, um, I mean, really, it's not their profession. They don't. They weren't taught to do those types of things, speak up for the whole community or for a certain cause. Now, I mean, they can learn to do that, but it's hard to say whether they're really qualified. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think to, um, I mean, looking at anyone who's a social justice leader, what qualifies them? What qualifies Malcolm X or Martin Luther King Jr.? What qualifies Oprah? Uh, what, <laughs> what what qualifies Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson or anyone? But it's it's a passion and a willingness to learn, understand more, and then fight for those um, things that you think deserve fighting for. Um, I don't think there is a true qualification or a certification you can get that somehow makes you better equipped to share your opinion. Yeah, that, that's a very good answer. I hope you stick with that answer once you become big and then you speak up for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Um, the more important you get, the more legal the answer gets. It's like, well, you know, on certain issues, I have to discuss it with uh, uh, the board and my contract as representative of this institution. I can and cannot say. I want to hear that. <laughs> I want justice now. <laughs> We're just going to my office. Just, you know, we'll talk about it. Um, here's my email. Or my, my assistant will get back to you on your assistant. <laughs> <laughs> You're here right now. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're running through parking lots with a black hat and sunglasses, trying to. <laughs> What's your thought on this issue? What is? <laughs> he got shades on, just trying to get in the car. Exactly right. Just, just trying to get some ice cream for the kids, and uh, now you're getting yelled at with a camera. Three year olds crying. <laughs> Every move you make is criticized. Gotta get bodyguards now. Then you look even more like an elitist because you got bodyguards. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that celebrity is is, is hard to deal with. Um, right. But we ain't got to worry about that. No, at least not right now. But not in that Kanye um, status. Oh yeah, that's pretty high up there. <laughs> but let's go ahead and give it a rating. So the lowest rating is trash. Middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So how'd you rate the film? One night in Miami. One night in Miami, I would definitely say is a low banger. Um, I think there's a lot to learn, a lot to gain from watching this film. Very thought provoking. It's going to make you ask questions about yourself, um, about others who are watching the film with you and what their thoughts are. Um, it's definitely one you got to pay attention. If you walk away at any moment, you're going to miss just a nugget of wisdom or a viewpoint or a very critical part of the conversation. Um, and it may or may not go back to it, but you don't want to miss any part of this. So definitely turn it up, turn the, turn the, 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 the subtitles on 
<laughs> that may even help digest some of the things. Um, but definitely excellently filmed, great acting, great casting, all that. I would have to 100% agree. Great overall film. Um, I'm going to give it a mid-level banger. Um, that's not really much to dislike here. Uh, it's probably one of the best ima- imaginative stories of what could have happened with historical figures in a um, historical movie. So it, it's, it's all around great. The direction by Re- Regina King, all the actors who played the black historical figures with Sam Cooke, Jim Brown, Malcolm X, and Muhammad Ali. I mean, just all around great film. Highly recommend. Yeah, I could not agree more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but that does it for us at Any Reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description. And you can also click on the message link to send us a message and get featured on the show. And thanks for listening.